media. As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, 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 now. And what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird and almost forgotten pieces of media, and then we decide if they should be remembered for all of human history or tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again. My name is Steve, and with me is a man who, if he doesn't finish the podcast in under four days, he's banned from Mount Olympus. It's... I'm cool. I'm bad. I'm a player, dog. Uh, <laughs> it's Yahel, Steve. Uh, how are you? Who's your daddy? Punch to the screen. Uh, you know, that might be the best ending of a movie in cinematic history. Uh, <laughs> it's... I, and this was a cinematic experience, oh. a cinematic, an, an excursion for the, for the mind. Yes. Uh... I feel like this movie may have been produced at the uh, shot produced written at the imagination oh no i think uh i don't know this might be a little bit more coherent than what he would do uh that he being jeff hardy but not much more um and if you're wondering Great. what movie we're talking about and referencing it's uh little hercules uh, now <clears throat> i have to know uh, right here at the beginning where did you even hear about this movie <laughs> I don't know. Wow. No wow. Idea. So it's if the, um, the gods themselves somehow implanted the knowledge into your mind. Yeah, yeah. I Maybe I saw like a video on, the only thing I think it was maybe on TikTok I saw maybe a video of it or something. Because as you know, Steve, I think you and I probably have pretty similar FYPs with a bunch of like weird, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. obscure 80s, 90s VHS, straight to DVD kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Although this was released uh theatrically in the ukraine and russia oh, i saw kazakhstan which, uh, also you can't leave out kazakhstan oh, Kazakh <laughs> my bad i apologize to our kazakhstan viewer <laughs> and they don't get the internet out there what are you talking about <laughs> okay well, steve uh that said that direct all your hate mail to steve please please but uh, uh obscurity now at gmail.com <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and I guess it kind of makes sense because the kid that plays little Hercules, um, Richard Sandrak, he is from the Ukraine originally, uh, as is his family. They moved here to uh, try and make him a star, I guess. What a fool. And How dare they come to my Hollywood and try to take food off my table? Yeah, and, and he was kind of like a bit of a celebrity, like in the early to mid 2000s. Mm -hmm. You know, he was like a little kid that was ripped. He looked like a little bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. um, although by the time he filmed this, it looks like at this point he had already kind of stopped right, uh, right. training as much. He, you know, looks like a normal. Maybe he at least uh, cut down on the testosterone injections. Well, <laughs> you know that that's that's what you know is theorized that they were like his parents might have been giving him steroids. He's always said no, from what I read. And also that it was uh, his idea to train. Right. Uh, I was reading on the uh, wiki that, you know, he wanted to train with his dad, who was the uh, the, the fitness nut. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> and since... Uh, he turned out to also just be a nut. Right, right. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> he was a little abusive to uh, Richard and his mom. But luckily, they, they left him in time. 
and just in time for Richard to join the Waterworld stunt show, show which I auditioned for a few times, and I guess I just wasn't Herculean enough to make it. Yeah, I mean, Steve, if it's no offense to you, but uh, if it's between you and little Hercules, I mean, this man started a film with Hulk Hogan. Wait, no, not just Hulk Hogan. The whole Hogan family. That's right. <laughs> the whole Hogan clan is here. Linda, Brooke, Nick. Uh, and obviously, I think it's interesting uh, that Patriarch himself. I think it's interesting that you chose the word clan. Was that clan with a K? <laughs> <laughs> did I say clan? I did not even know. You said the whole Hogan clan is here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, oh. Hogan is known for not liking uh, the the black people. Um, but yeah, uh, it's uh, this is this movie came out kind of like at the height of the Hogan knows best. Right, I could see uh, it. I, it's before his family disintegrated. <laughs> yeah, you know what's weird in the movie, like in the IMDb, there's a credits for. Um, Oh God! For a rapping kid or something called Too Crazy. Too Crazy. I yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Too Crazy. Mm -hmm. But it looks just like Richard Sandrak. Oh yeah. I think it's just him. <laughs> so you're saying that Richard Sandrak is talented enough to play not one but two roles? He's like going a uh, full. Ah oh, shoot! What's the guy's name who played the Pink Panther? Um, uh, come on, you know this. <laughs> they got to put, I, I, I don't remember. Inspector right Clouseau. Now, but... All right, his name will come to me yeah, eventually. Yeah. But yeah, and you know, the weird thing is that this two craze guy mm -hmm. is in an episode of Hogan Knows Best. Uh... Uh, actually, I guess like two episodes. Yeah, there's a lot of Hogan Knows Best uh, connections. And it's uh, Peter uh... Sellers, by the way. He played multiple roles in Dr. Strangelove. Yes. Just I had to throw that in there. So, yeah, so he's in an episode called Hogan Goes Hollywood, mm -hmm. and the picture of him in Dynamite is from that episode. Mm -hmm. So, basically, it seems that uh, – this is hilarious, Steve. I'm looking – I'm reading the storyline mm -hmm. for uh, this episode of Hogan Goes Hollywood, and I shit you not. The description is, lights, camera, Hogan's, through Hulk's business savvy, the entire Hogan – clan gets in a movie <laughs> little hercules in 3d so they filmed this in 2006 because that's when uh it appears that this episode aired mm -hmm. this movie came out in 2009 i know i'm kind of stepping on some of your okay. stuff but um yeah it seems like two craze was some kind of rapping alter ego oh man for richard sandrak aka little hercules so there's one thing this world needs it's more rappers <laughs> yeah yeah so uh yeah this movie I, I I don't know, man. Like, let, let's get into yeah, this. Yeah, let's case. jump into it. It's going to be a long one. Strap in. Welcome to your feature presentation. All right. As uh, Yehel said, this movie premiered in the U.S. <laughs> All I could find is 2009. It can't give me a direct date, uh, 2009 in the U.S. Uh, and as we said, it's called uh, Little Hercules. It's about an hour and a half, and it's billed as a family film. Uh, synopsis is this. Little Hercules travels from Mount Olympus to live life as a mortal in Los Angeles. Well, we do have, by the way, in the chat, uh, Pig Dan 20 uh, he said that ain't a screenshot from no family film, to be honest. I'm not sure what screenshot it was, uh, hadn't come up at that time. Maybe but... it's that weird picture of uh, Hulk as Zeus, like Hercules next to him, and they're like yeah, both maybe. looking at the camera. Uh, I don't, 
that. I would like to have that. You know those? Uh, there's like um, an ad on a lot of podcasts where they um, advertise taking like your family photo and then turning it into a painting. I'd like to have that for that uh, Zeus and little Hercules picture oh, right nice. there nice. on my mantle that I don't have at home. Uh, but yeah, the the director of this. Um, all right, first of all, let me say this um, film is like a collection of people who are like on their way into the business and on their way out. And also people <laughs> who have no business being in the business, but have been in the business for a long time, it seems like. And one of the people who are on their way in is this director here. His name is Mohammed Kusogi. And he's only- I don't know, Steve. I, I, I feel like he might be on his way in, but it's like the door he came in through was both an entrance and an exit. I think you might be right, because so far this is the only movie he's directed uh, he's executive produced in a few other films, and all of them, are, if you can't tell, uh, he's not, not exactly an American citizen. Um, he uh, directed, or he executive produced this other movie called The Other Side of the Bed, and this other one called uh, Football Days. And they're all, he's worked in just like various different countries, like Spain, and um, he, at, in his IMDb, it says he went to uh, Dubai to make some films that were based i guess on the arabic experience but it didn't work oh, okay. it didn't work out and that's his imdb that he wrote <laughs> he just uh wanted us all to know that he tried to make it work in dubai but it didn't work out uh he's like did what i could which was not much <laughs> <laughs> right exactly uh so the writer here is pretty interesting um robert boris who was also written, like, it seems like basically most of his stuff, and he's quite the veteran, so I would say he's one of the people on his way out. Um, he wrote a lot of sort of B-movies that look like uh, maybe straight to video or possibly Cinemax, but they actually look kind of cool. I checked them out. Uh, Extreme Justice, which is like this uh, sort of cop on the edge um, like action movie that stars Lou Diamond uh -huh. Phillips. Uh, well, if the action, if the action in Little Hercules uh, <laughs> is indicative of the action we can expect in that film, then you are in for a pulse-pounding uh, thrill ride that'll send you to the cardiologist. Oh, no! Extreme Justice is already uh, a little, the action there is a little bit better than uh, than what you'll see in Little Hercules. But uh, another Steve, one is um, Steve, uh, and I'm sorry to sidetrack, but uh, I think I'm going to have to sidetrack a lot. Because well, okay. uh, you're speaking of the action. Mm -hmm. So Big Show is in this movie, <laughs> a.k.a. Paul White, the professional wrestler, Hulk Hogan, obviously a professional mm -hmm. wrestler. They had many matches. Do you think the fight they have in this film better or worse than their best match that you can remember that they had? Oh, man, um, it's pretty bad. But when you add in like the terrible like effects and stuff, it makes it pretty watchable. <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, I, 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 the fight was fun. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it better than any match Hulk Hogan in the big all show right, I, ever. All right, I can agree with them. Plus, you've got all like the uh, this the cut and paste Hadoukens and like fireballs and stuff. Like, so yeah, another one that Robert Boris wrote is an early Dan Aykroyd movie called Doctor Detroit, where he like uh, he goes from this nerd to a uh, a weird pimp with a metal hand or something. If you like As you wacky 80s movies that were obviously written while doing coke, I can recommend Dr. Detroit. Also, soundtrack by Devo. And last for Robert Boris is yet another um, sort of over-the-top 80s action movie called Steel Justice that stars uh, Martin Cove, the uh, 
the villain from Cobra Kai or the Karate Kid. Um, but I would recommend either Extreme Justice or Steel Justice to you, you hell. They're both on YouTube. Speaking of which, we always forget to mention, if you don't want this movie spoiled for you, you can stop right here and uh, go watch it on YouTube right now. Yeah, and I'll, uh, I'll post the link here uh, right now. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and that is it for me, basically. Uh, why don't you tell us who are some of the other people who are sadly in this movie? <laughs> so this this movie, the, the, the cast list is freaking wild. So first of all, you have Hulk Hogan, uh, obviously, and we, uh, Paul White, Big Show, who we've mentioned. So, you know, uh, I mean, Big Show's okay as a comedic actor. Uh, Hogan has his moments. Actually, I would say Hogan is not the uh, worst act. Well, he does not deliver the worst performance in this. It is the worst his best. performance... <laughs> He wanted to, for whatever reason, I think in his mind, he's like, okay, I've been, you know, sort of just playing it cool all these years and all these uh, movies that I've been in. And this one, he, I'm going to... Did, did you watch No Holds Part? Is that playing it cool? Well, you know, just playing himself. I feel like at this one, he's like, I'm going to be a... This is my Academy Award winning... Like, he was just so stern and, like, angry all the time. He, he didn't... As usual, he didn't really show a lot of rage, is what I'm trying to say. It's, just, it's the angriest Hogan performance I think I've ever seen on the silver screen. Is what I'm trying to say. I mean, I, I, I have to disagree that he showed moments of tenderness when talking to <laughs> his son at the end, Steve. You think so? Moments of a, a kind of tenderness that I read Nick Hogan when he was on set and watching uh, Hulk Hogan. He started weeping. Tender to his movie set. Yeah, he's like, I wish uh, my dad, Hulk Hogan, would have shown me that level of tenderness and care. <laughs> Didn't he try to, like, <laughs> bail him out of, like, a... Uh... A fatal, like a drunken car yes. crash. I, I mean, Nick Hogan you, did kill his friend. Oh, yes. well, you can't really get much more fatherly than that than being bailed out from prison time, uh, if you ask me. But uh, who else we got? Yeah, Robin Givens. Uh, she puts in a good performance. I would say she tried the hardest. Mm -hmm. Out of uh, everybody. Especially and since still... she has the dumbest line in the entire movie. We'll, we'll get to it later. I wrote it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we've got, she's been in a ton of stuff. Most recently, she was in Batwoman. Um, but yeah, I remember, like, I think the first time I saw her was Blank Man, maybe Boomerang. But uh, yeah, she's she's really good. She's been in tons Blank of stuff. Blank Man. You know, just Rightfully for saying she, Blank she, Man, you, you're, you deserve to be canceled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have Diane Venora, who plays Hera, who... Wow, does she put in a terrible performance? Uh, like, uh, uh, why does Hera sound like Magicka Dispel from DuckTales? I don't know. Like, what was that accent supposed to be? Yeah, it sounded like Magic of the Spell or Natasha from Bullwinkle, Boris and Natasha. Yes, that's what I got, Natasha. Yeah, I mean, they're ba somewhat. Well, my coworker speculated that they might be the same voice actress. I'm not sure. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Might, I, might be. I was just like, man, that's so bizarre that she chose that. And apparently no one told her no. Rob Givens is like the mother of... This character, um, this little boy who is not, uh, who's played by Mark John Jeffries. He's the best friend of, becomes the best friend of Little Hercules. Mm -hmm. um, Curtis. Judd Nelson plays like the uh, the dean of the school. I guess like, you know, it's supposed to be kind of like a principal or dean something. Dean Reynolds, uh, yes. Yeah, and Judd Nelson, dude, I feel like he phoned it in. 
maybe the the most out of the good actors. He seemed angry to be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it, 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 it was like Judd Nelson was wanting to be killed uh, every day he was on set. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately for you, me and him, he lived through the entire <laughs> movie. Um, so yeah, Judd Nelson, uh, Paul White. Uh, oh, actually, I'll come back to Paul White. Mm. But uh, anyways, then we've got the Hogan clan. Uh, Brooke Hogan plays a character named Robin, and they have this weird scene where it's like a dance, a school dance, and she's like doing this like super, maybe super energetic is not the right word, but this energetic dance performance, and she's singing. She's doing her the Britney music have- Spears bits. Basically, yeah, yeah, but but they're not playing the song that she's singing. Right. It's like some like, generic song, so it, it was really really weird. And the music that they're like playing in the background instead of her song, it's like way slower uh-huh. than like all the dancing she's doing. So it makes no sense. And there's lots of things directorially in this film that make oh, yeah. no sense. Mm-hmm. Linda Hogan makes a brief appearance as like a secretary or something. Uh, Nick Hogan, Hulk Hogan's real son, who. Uh, isn't loved as well as uh, Zeus well, loves Hercules. Well, you can uh, see it in his performance. I mean, he plays a douchebag surprisingly well. Dude, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because oh, Nick Hogan's character is called XX. Yeah, double X, yeah. <laughs> double X. Yeah. And he plays like your typical, stereotypical like school bully, but he was pretty good. Yeah, he's even got a lame like faux hawk or mohawk, whatever you want to call it. But uh, yeah, he was I think a... that was his regular haircut at the time. Yeah, like, that's probably was. Probably. Time. No, I... I remember it. Oh, I, that was his haircut. Is that when you guys were hanging out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, hey, did, Hogan knows best with shot in Clearwater. Did you go to a few Hogan clan meetings? <laughs> uh, no, no. For some reason, they said I wasn't allowed. Me and my kind couldn't oh. go. I don't know what that was about. Uh, well, better not to uh, dwell on it. <laughs> uh, uh, so Creative KV is here, and they were asking, is this DVD in my local Dollar General, guys. It probably is, but you can watch it right here on YouTube. That's right. I have reposted the link to it right there. Uh, if you're interested in and in, in wasting 90 minutes of you, actually, I wouldn't say wasting, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's a waste. An, an experience. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it'll be an experience. We'll uh, we'll save it to the uh, end, though. <laughs> yeah, Richard Sandrak, of course, little Hercules. Uh, he there's a documentary about him called The World's Strongest Boy or something like that. That was pretty popular at the time, but I almost forgot to mention earlier when I was talking about Paul White. He plays like the bad guy. He plays Marduk of the. I prefer to call him bump. Marmaduke. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, you don't need to play the bumper because this is, I don't think this is even the first time that we've watched something with Paul White in it, mm-hmm. right? I thought there was something else we saw that he was in. But, anyways, he was on Star Trek Enterprise. He was? Uh, wow, I had no idea. Okay, then maybe we haven't talked about it. Yeah, he plays an Orion slave trader. He's like all in uh, green. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an Orion. And yeah, he is a the only person here that was good enough to appear in Star Trek before. Do you want the, Do you want the bumper or not? You know, we might as well. It's a Star Trek. Hey! Ah! Oh, no! We've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah! I mean, Paul White would have been really disappointed had you had we not played the bumper if he was watching this. Just, just throwing it out there. Yeah, I, I will say like Paul White and Hulk Hogan, they both, uh, to use the popular phrase, they understood the assignment. <laughs> they uh, hammed I it think. up real good, real good. Yeah, yeah. And Hulk Hogan, like he's trying to like hold he's trying to rein himself in you can tell in his performance because hulk hogan in movies he's a fucking ham 
Oh, yeah. It, it, Absolutely. I almost think, like, he realizes maybe subconsciously that he's not a great actor. Mm -hmm. So he, like, just goes over the top because that's something that he is good at. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, it's an entertain. They both give entertaining performances. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that much. Sure. I mean, n it's never said that the most boring thing of a movie was one Hulk Hogan's performance. Like, that's never been uttered in cinema yeah. history. Uh, so shall we dive into this, uh, <laughs> to the plot here? And I <laughs> yeah, Creative Cavey, by the way, I have to point this out. Creative Cavey said, I love Star Trek. The Death Star scene was fantastic. I am going to block you now uh, <laughs> and report it. <laughs> so for those that don't know, I, I don't, I've never seen Creative Cavey here. Uh, I have a habit of uh, always pointing out. I'm a big Star Trek fan. So anytime there's somebody in the cast of whatever we're watching or reviewing that was in Star Trek, or had a connection to it, I always pointed out. And Steve, uh, at first, was shocked at how often I was able to do this. And now Steve's just like, this is part of his Sundays. That's right. I mean, it's part of the show. Uh, so uh, jumping into the movie here, uh, we open with your pretty typical sort of opening credit sequence. I don't know. It's like, you know, 70s Superman style. The credits are like flying at you. There's like const. Oh, yeah, those credits. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the movie was in 3D, right? So if you were wearing 3D glasses and watching in 3D, the words would be coming out at you. Oh, man. Just like Hulk Hogan's performance will come out at your soul. <laughs> How awesome would it have been to watch this in IMAX, bro, with the glasses and everything? <laughs> uh, or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, it, it almost looks like they eh, kind of spent money on those credits, but I'm sure they're just like drag and drop plugins. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the, one of the production companies specialized. <laughs> I use the word specialized in visual effects. Mm -hmm. uh, very loose. I did look up like they had like some, it looks like they were basically like doing shorts to kind of get their name out there and right. they were, like effects heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so, and this was around the time where like movies were like always in, being put out in 3D. There'd be a 3D version. Oh, those it was, are like, the days. The yeah. craze for mm -hmm. like a year or two. Sure. Uh, so we open with, uh, we're outside of a temple um, and it's nighttime. Uh, some bad dudes approach. Little Herc shows up and he beats them up. And for some reason, there's a guy there who knows martial arts. <laughs> uh, and then Herc says, it ends tonight. But then Herc thinks back to CGI Mount Olympus, where he's being taught by Elliot Gould. Now, already this is confusing. And maybe you can help me un understand and unpack what's going on. Because, like, mm. so... Our I guess uh, so. Herc is fighting some random dudes, and now does he little Hercules? Right, little Hercules. Yeah, L little Herc. Uh, little Hercules is fighting three adults, and they had him doing his own stunts in this, and they're like throwing kicks, and they're using metal swords. Right, right. Uh, I'm sure they're not sharp, but I mean, uh, th this feels a little illegal. <laughs> watching it. Uh, hey, not in Kazakhstan. It's allowed. It's encouraged there. Uh, but this was filmed in California. I know, I know. Um, so. Okay, so he's just is he fighting some random dudes and then like Elliot Gould slash Socrates brings him back to Mount Olympus because like No no, no he was dreaming. He was having a dream about like cuz like that's the first, one of the first things that like Zeus says to him. Oh, were you fantasizing or dreaming about whatever again? Oh, so he was dreaming about fighting the dudes. Right. Oh man, I missed that line because I kept wait, waiting for the movie to to wrap back around for him to like 
you know, go back to fighting those guys. You, you know, like what I'm talking I, I, about. I thought, yeah, I was like, is the whole movie going to be like him fighting? Right. But, uh, you know, because I had no idea the premise was like, for those that missed it, the premise of this movie is basically uh, can little Hercules survive four days in Burbank, California? Yeah, because it's such a shithole <laughs> so Burbank is. I mean, you've got Warner Brothers Studios and dear God, it's, it's, it's awful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah. He's uh, we go to badly <laughs> rendered CGI Mount Olympus where he's being taught by Elliot Gould, who's uh, so- Socrates. Socrates, right? Herc says he would make a better god if he spent more time being human, but then Zeus, aka Hulk Hogan, shows up and he is 100% against it, but his mother is more lenient, uh, so. Zeus says Herc has the best tutors in the world. Like, why would he want to go to Earth? But Herc says, who will teach me how to dance? <laughs> Which, like... It's so dumb. Yeah. And then we, and then we have the greatest scene, because after that, Hulk Hogan's, like, response, Zeus's response is, like, uh, being mortal is nothing but pain or whatever. Oh, uh, got it written and he's right like, here. I want to know. I still want to go. And then, like, oh, are you getting to it? Yeah, I mean, I just... I love this line, so I wrote it down. Zeus says, Okay, I'll let you. With mortal joy comes mortal pain and disappointment. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I, I want that on a shirt. Like, and then Herc replies, and, But I want to learn more about being human. <laughs> and then Hulk Hogan's response was, No! It's <laughs> <laughs> like the most awkward no yell ever. And Not then he throws some like, shit lining. Like not since, right at the camera because it's in 3D. Not since Darth Vader like coming to live at the end of um what is it? Let's see, Attack of the Clones is the middle one, and then the third one is I can't remember, but you know at the end of that uh, when Darth Vader first comes to life, they go he goes what of Padme, and they're like she's dead, and he goes no, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I absolutely know. Um, by the way, uh, crazy. Uh, wait, was it? No, no. Pig Dan Twenty was asking uh-huh. if we could see some clips of the cringiest scenes. That'd be fun. Uh, YouTube and Twitch, they don't really let us show clips. TikTok, brother. Uh, but on TikTok, where you can follow us at Reptilian Media, Steve uh, cuts up clips from the podcast and he'll add uh, clips from the movie or TV show or whatever we're watching. So if you're on the tick. Uh, talk, follow us at Reptilian Media, and there's like lots of little clips with actual footage from you know the stuff we cover. But uh, by the way, Steve, for the first time ever since we've been doing this podcast, which we're like on what episode sixty something, seventy something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is number uh, seven. I have brought a jug of my vodka <laughs> straight here, so I could continue to refill my drink because there's just a lot to fucking unpack. Here yes, here. yes, there is. I mean, we haven't even but, gotten past the opening yet, basically. But yeah. And, like, you talk about the way it's rendered, right? Mm-hmm. The way that um, Mount Olympus is rendered. So this is clearly all shot on, like, a green screen. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, crappy CG clouds-ish. I don't even know if they're CG. Like, I, th- I think it's, like, maybe... I think as a... You know, I'm a bit of a video editor. A uh, I think what they did was they, in After Effects, they put clouds in different layers, like in a 3D layer. Something you can do to kind of give it a little bit of depth and parallax. But it looks awful. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It looks. Uh, yeah. I think I have it written down here. Um, it reminded me. Hulk Hogan's wig though looks pretty good. <laughs> it reminded me of the wig from. Uh, damn, man, I just can't remember the names of things anymore. It'll come back to me later. It was this Netflix yeah. show. By the way, uh, Pigden said, "Don't become an alcoholic from this movie." 
I don't know. It, it might be worth it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. So, yeah, for the big no scene, um, Zeus shoots a lightning bolt, which rouses the big show. I mean, Marmaduke. I mean, Marduk. Uh, he says he doesn't fear Zeus, that they have equal power. And then they throw terrible CGI Hadoukens at each other. Uh, and mm-hmm. Zeus destroys his own home by throwing columns at uh, at the big show, yeah. and that comes back later. They love throwing around those columns. <laughs> yeah, and some of these screenshots you're showing on the Obscuratron right now, you can see like those clouds behind them. That's from Mount Olympus, mm-hmm. um, and I and actually the lightning bolt or whatever like Big Show was throwing uh, was also from like their little like fight. And uh, yeah, it, it's such a weird scene. Like basically, like little Hercules just wants to go to Earth for a little bit. That's all he's asking mm-hmm. for. Uh, so, Steve, little Hercules is supposed to be a child, right? However, once he does it, spoiler alert, he makes it to Earth. Mm. Um, once he's in Earth, he talks about how he has competed in all of these Olympic Games himself um, for, like, hundreds of years. <laughs> right? Yeah, all right, so maybe... Because he, he's like, oh, I competed in this one. I competed in the one in 482. Like, he's, like, talks about, like the gods olympic games so he's been a kid he's still like for 12? a really long time is what we're is what we're saying here this movie makes no sense no. like wait i can't wait till we talk about hercules powers oh yeah and i mean the confusing uh like when they lay down their mandates uh, i mean we're about to get to the uh the bad yeah 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 so, so yeah like marduk or whatever mardok and uh hulk hogan they get into this fight zeus get into this fight and they decide, uh, and anyways, while they're fighting, little Hercules goes into this horrible CG pool. What was it called? It was like a pool? portal that his mom basically created for him so he could jump in. Because it's revealed later. Well, no, it's part of Mount Olympus. It's just always there because oh, they use it later. Really? Like, oh, like that's and, right. They do. How, how irresponsible these guards are. Right. I mean, come on. You so get... basically, this, this is the equivalent of having a pool. When you have a child, but having no like, no fence uh, around, fence it. around yeah, it. exactly. <laughs> so yeah, he he. We have to say here that all right. So Herc goes into it. His mom sort of beckons him into it. So he, she's like, "Hey, right here, Hercules!" Uh, and he then air surfs on his shield down to planet Earth, uh, which is just so radical. Just filled with '90s tude right there. Uh, he lands. Yeah, even though this is 2009. Yeah, yeah. He lands in someone's backyard. <laughs> swimming pool in uh-oh hollywood like, california like a death note like a death note landing <laughs> and then he wanders around griffith park for a little while uh, and then ends up in burbank and let's see our, we already discussed i think it was steve uh, i'm just one thing i do want to point out because it's important for the plot. sure sure hera basically like you mentioned hera's like hey go because hera's like oh you should let him go to earth you should let him experience it she's supposed to be like the cool parent right, i mentioned right? that like she cool was mom. lenient yeah for sure Right, right. And she's like, go ahead, slip in now, go to Earth now, you know. Uh, and then when Zeus is like, oh, how did he get down there? Did you let him? She's like, oh, well, I can never stop you. And so we were given the impression that Hera is like a good guy in this. But we, but there's a little plot twist later. We find out she's actually working with Marduk. <laughs> the weirdest meeting ever. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there. Uh, but like little Hercules later says his stepmom. Isn't Hera his stepmom? No, because remember, Herc's real mom is a, uh, a Earth person. Remember? Oh, right. Zeus goes right. To- yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Hera is his stepmom. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, later, why would he trust her? Because later at dinner, he very awkwardly tells 
Robin Givens and Judd Nelson, the adults, that his stepmom tried to kill him when he was a baby. Right, right. Yeah, so why would he... Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, it's almost as if old uh, Boris here, the writer... <laughs> He just didn't care. He just didn't care. Uh, who did... Again, like we said earlier, nobody said no to any ideas at any time, regardless of logic. I, I have a theory that Boris, I think he might have written something that was decent. But then as they were making it, like you said, they just say yes to everything. So everything gets really convoluted and like basically every idea is used. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. OK, where were we? OK. Um, Elliot Gould realizes Herc is gone and tells uh, Zeus. Um, his wife admits to sending um, Herc down while he was busy fighting the big show. Uh, Zeus says he wants uh, Herc back ASAP. Uh, but uh, Big Show says if he forces Herc to return, he'll just run away again. And man, Big Show's acting here was just freaking hilarious. He was like, oh... How can you, how could anyone like something, something, a wayward son? He like tried to get all like solemn or something. Like it was yeah, freaking yeah. hilarious. And um, so Marduk and Zeus make a bet. Marduk says if young Herc stays in Burbank longer than four days, broken and defeated, then Babylon will become mm -hmm. the new home of the gods. And Zeus says if he survives, then Marduk must return to Babylon, never to return to Mount Olympus. Uh, then, um, so they agree on it. Next, we're with uh, Herc um, walking the streets of Burbank with a weird, they, it's for some reason they superimpose the pool over this scene of him walking. I think they were maybe afraid of um, showing off some copywritten logos or something. So they just made it look maybe. really weird to look at. Um, Lots of people are like yelling at Herc as he walks the streets, calling him a weirdo, which would never happen here in L.A. County or Burbank because there's already a bunch of freaking weirdos wa walking the street. <laughs> uh, no one would if little Hercules was walking dressed in like full, you know, Roman or Greek regalia. No one would blink twice. No one would exactly. bat an eye. And, you know, it's so weird that, like, they keep talking about how dangerous, like, like Zeus and Murdoch were talking about how dangerous it, it was to be in Burbank or whatever. And all of a sudden how, you know, it, her little Hercules isn't going to survive, blah, 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 blah. He has, like, superpowers. Right. He's stronger than well, everybody. Well, it's weird. He and they constantly also talk about how weak mortals are. So, like, what is it? <laughs> I know. Like, it doesn't make it? any sense. And who cares what the new home of the gods is going to be? Like, does it? I mean, it's just an excuse yeah, to have a movie. Um, so a young boy, try, like, this young boy ends up being Curtis, um, Herc's uh, friend, tries to, he's talking to a dog to get away from his skateboard, like, as if the dog could understand him. Uh, then little Herc arrives now wearing fur that they never showed him having before when he was air surfing down. He's just like wearing, yeah. Right. <laughs> he then charms the dog, you know, Crocodile Dundee style. Um, yeah, he talks in some weird language that the dog understands. Right. <laughs> and, it, and, and, and it's so awkward. At first I thought I was like, oh, is little Hercules going to have to learn English? Does he not know English? Right. And no, no, he just happens to know weird human dog language. <laughs> I mean, I think the idea is that Hercules is such a great hunter that he can communicate with the animals or something. Well, no, but... because then, because then Curtis, the the little boy who's you know uh, trying to get his skateboard back from the dog, he tells like little Hercules like, 
oh, you were talking to him? And like little Hercules goes, yeah, of course. Don't you talk to your animals? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was uh, <laughs> whatever. It's the first of many things. that Not even the first, but it's one of the things that doesn't make much sense. And some random guy comes up and goes, wow, that was amazing. He hasn't done that for me in years. <laughs> Like at the dog owner. Random like, dog owner. Been, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this dog's been chewing my arm every morning for the last seven years. Yeah, why don't you I control guess. your damn dog? Uh, yeah. Put him on a leash. Come on. <laughs> You're the real weirdo here. Right. So Herc and Curtis walk and talk. Uh, they're basically becoming friends. And then some no good skateboarders show up. Uh, the leader, played by Nick Hogan, known here as Double X, or yeah, or extra large, or something like that, show up and they try to take Curtis's skateboard. Um, they uh, they run away to Herc and Curtis run away to hide in some weird random warehouse. Uh, Herc beats up the bad skaters, no problem. And then, oh man, this was ooh, this was truly eye rolling when Curtis goes. Hercules, Hercules, like Eddie oh, Murphy. Yeah, from, like uh, he's cheering him on and he's doing it like the Eddie Murphy Hercules. Yeah, yeah. Just to, 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 to talk about Curtis here, I think he's actually a pretty charismatic, you know, young man. But yeah. he, he goes a little, I mean, I, I imagine this is the director's fault. Oh, he, 100% this is the director. Yeah, he turns into a horrible stereotype after a while. Just like constant yeah. pop culture reference after. I mean, he's basically Chris Tucker. Uh, as like a young boy, more or as less. a young. Yep, that's yeah, exactly yeah. how I would describe <laughs> him. And you know, the thing about him is that, like, like you said, he's pretty charismatic. Uh, he definitely has like screen presence. And I didn't really go into it, but the actor that plays him, uh, Mark John Jeffries, he is still working. Uh, he has seventy-four credits to his name, which is quite a bit. Um, he has stuff in pre-production. I mean, a lot of this stuff is kind of like straight to you know video on-demand stuff mm -hmm. but uh yeah i mean he's worked on a few tv series and you know work is work he's, he's kept his he's kept his name out there yeah uh so now we're at uh what reveals to be curtis's house and um there's a lady on a phone talking lawyer stuff it's uh, curtis's mom dana then curtis enters with, aka robin givens right um and uh curtis enters with young herc and uh for, for whatever reason, he's trying to hide. I guess because, I mean, again, I can't imagine a, a mom would. She would just be like, "Oh, look at your little cosplaying friend. Get in here!" Like uh, he's yeah. trying to hide Herc from his mom because I guess he's already brought home a bunch of weirdos to play with. Yeah, yeah. She, she's like, "Fine, you can." Because he's like, uh, "My friend's gonna spend the night." She's like, "Oh yeah, that's fine, but uh, just one night, you know." We're not going to have somebody stay, like, for weeks. Uh, like, she uses a squatter is what she says. No squatters, <laughs> no homeless people, no strays. Like, why what would is he, going why on? Why would he play with home? homeless people? I just, uh, hey, this guy's really cool. He's got a bunch of syringes and stuff. Come on. Come on over. <laughs> let's show mom. And oh. his mom, who's, you know, we're, she's presented as an intelligent attorney. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't she, like, think about the legal liability of having, like, just random homeless dudes in here with your kid? And well, I guess not. But, uh, yeah, she's, like, getting ready for a blind date. Right. Uh, and, uh, yeah, eventually she walks in the bathroom. And I was really confused because she walks in the bathroom and... <laughs> It looks so weird. It looks like she had just was about to find out that her son was gay or something. Right? It's yeah, like, yeah. It almost it felt like they were going to go that way. It was kind of similar to that scene in I don't know the that one in the Spider Man movie where Aunt May walks in on uh, Peter Parker and his uh, I don't know his Filipino friend and she's 
and it, it's implied that they could possibly be gay or something. But yeah, it never goes that yeah, way. But, yeah, because basically, like, little Hercules is shirtless. Curtis mm-hmm. has put him on the toilet. He's sitting on the toilet, but now Curtis has grabbed a chair that's now directly facing um, little Hercules, and they're very close to each other. And the reason why is because little Hercules is quote-unquote hurt, which right. makes no sense nope. that he'd even be hurt from that nope. fight from earlier. And him being quote-unquote hurt, he's got a little tiny cut above his eyebrow. <laughs> and... <laughs> Curtis is going to, like, put some uh, alcohol on it, which mm-hmm. he says is going to sting. And by the way, later on, Hercules, little Hercules says that he's felt pain for the first time in his life way later on after he loses his strength or whatever. Right. So how is he even cut? Like, but yeah, Robin, uh, excuse me, uh, Dana uh, walks in, sees her son with his new shirtless friend, <laughs> comments on how he's half naked. Right. Uh and then she's like, you know what? I'll put the alcohol on him. And yeah, uh, yep. She takes over, and then Curtis's mom. And this is this is weird. I mean, I guess they were trying to show how uh, virtuous Dana is or something. But babysitter comes in, and she's like, "Oh, you gotta break up your streak, girl," uh, implying that uh, <laughs> Dana hasn't been on a date in a long time. And then she yeah, she says that she, her drought, her drought, drought. Yeah, that's it. And uh, she's like, uh, well, um, you go ahead. It's a blind date. He won't know the difference. I need to stay here and make sure Curtis's friend is okay. Because, I mean, uh, that's just the flimsiest excuse for her to stay behind. Um, Yeah. Because, I mean, he clearly was okay. (laughs) Like, it's just a few, you know, young boys, uh, speaking as a dad of a three-year-old, they get bumps and bruises all the time and scrapes. It's like yeah. I guess maybe you could argue that like she thought maybe he had a concussion because she did ask him like what's your phone number. Uh, she like gives him a cell phone, a fucking flip phone. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, here, call your mom. And he's like, cell phone. You know, like he seems to like kind of be. I guess out if, of it, right? I guess if anything, a better reason for her to stay behind it would be like, I have to make sure this weirdo doesn't end up being a psycho. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, or hurt, you know, Curtis in any way. Uh, but uh, anyway, so she sends him to bed, and now it's the next day. Herc tries to understand toilet paper. He's, like, back in the toilet. Man, they're really, <laughs> they're really loving shooting in this bathroom. He wraps yeah. himself. Well, so does are we to believe that he doesn't shit? <laughs> and what's the deal? Does little Hercules not poop? Does he not wipe it if he poops? <laughs> <laughs> or do they just have bidets? Which, by the way, as a bidet man myself, I recommend bidets. I, uh, I mean, I don't know what uh, the Greeks used back then, but I'm pretty sure they don't use. They never used toilet paper, so it makes sense that Hulk would not know what toilet paper was. Um, now, well, you mean uh, Hercules would not know what toilet paper is? Did I say Hercules? You said Hulk. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, I meant but to say Hulk Hercules. clearly knows about toilets and their plumbing because we see his visage, his face appear in the toilet oh, bowl. Oh God, that's so weird. I, oh, because my God. I guess he can just use any the pool of water that they have, like uh, up on Mount Olympus, <laughs> that little Hercules used as a Stargate style portal to get to Earth. <laughs> Beamed so, himself down is what he did. Yeah, yeah, and now like Hulk is using. Uh, that water as a way to appear, uh, do a video call with little Hercules uh, or Curtis's toilet that little Hercules is in front of. Right, right. So, uh, so yeah, pretty much uh, just as Yehel says, uh, Zeus appears in the water of the toilet and he tells Hercules he's going to alter his power and can only use it three times. He tells Herc he has to survive for four days or he'll be banned from Mount Olympus. 
Uh, the same thing will happen if he lies to the sword of ultimate power. Now, this this comes out of nowhere. Like, right. we saw the original bet between him and um, and Big Show slash Marduk. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, sorry, he's like, see. what's up? I'm sorry. Uh, Pig Dan was commenting, what? This is in all caps. He's talking to God in the loo? Yes. Yes, he is. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, sorry. I didn't cut you off. But it just made me laugh. I just loud. assumed everybody did their did their talking to God in the toilet. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so and then out of nowhere, Zeus mentions that he, if he lies to the sword of ultimate power, then he'll also be banned from Mount Olympus. So they just things are getting really muddled. They yeah. they added in this extra sort of stipulation. Um, in uh, in Hercules, I, this this is more overbooked than a Russo era episode of WCW Monday. It Night really Show. is. It really is. Uh, so yeah, moving on. Um, Curtis and little Hercules walk to school. Herc tries to partake in some hip lingo, but Curtis says he's embarrassing him. And then Double uh, X, aka Nick Hogan, the skater from before. Is hassling a little girl and uh, saying horrible racist things to her because she's Hispanic. Um, saying, uh, hey. By the way, I love how at this school, uh, because Nick Hogan is asking her for help. Nick Hogan in this movie and in real life is probably like 17 or 18. Mm -hmm. She looks like she's like 11 or oh, 12. Oh, yeah. But he's asking her for the answers to like the SATs, basically. Well, he got held back and a few times. I mean, did he get held back a decade? What is going on here? I mean, it gets even we like more uh, muddled as we go on. Uh, so yeah, Herc uh, shows up and he rips off a locker door, and X gets scared away with his thugs. Now we are so obviously we just heard that he can't use his special powers. Mm -hmm. uh, well, he can only three use it three times. times, but he used, you know, obviously like above human strength for like a twelve-year-old kid to rip. The locker door off and this becomes like a reoccurring thing and even later they tried to like fix it where hercules little hercules is about to like do some stuff in the track and field which we'll get to later but he said and he says don't worry i'll just use my regular strength right 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 so he's got regular strength which is above human strength mm -hmm. he's got magic strength i guess and that's what he can only use three times right <laughs> um but but then also like he inexplicably uses his three power. I, I guess we'll get to it. But I have, fuck it. We're here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he to show off, like throws like a javelin using his super strength. Okay, okay. Let's uh, let's get there. So, all right, we're all right. Uh, outside of the track and field. It's daytime. There's some pretty boring sports footage. Uh, two coaches uh, talk about how they um, used used to have a great team, but now uh, they only have one track meet left because the school is closing. And you right another like thing that we just find out like adding more peril right right yeah they're just adding to the to the plot here, and then Curtis and Herc walk along and they Curtis basically repeats everything that the coach just said to reinforce the plot yep. about the school closing. Uh, <laughs> Herc this would be the this, so they want to win they want to win this track meet because not only because the school is closing but they haven't won one in like twenty four years right right. And then Herc, he takes a look at the track and field team, and he basically sizes them up and laughs at them <laughs> because he's yeah. like, you're going to win with these guys? Like, I competed in the real Olympics. Um, and who knows? And, you know, you were saying earlier that it doesn't make any sense that he's uh, performed at all these um, Olympic events 
being a kid, but I mean, maybe that was their, uh, maybe they had a really low entry age back then. I, who knows? I, no, but he's, he calls out a year specific. He says 482 BC. <laughs> he's been a kid for a long time. I don't know. I, like, what is going on yeah, here? It's all. And by the way, the coach is one of them is again, John, John Hurd, Hurd yeah. AKA the father from home alone. He's been in a million things. Great actor. What is he doing here? I don't and know. And why? And like the assistant coach, like that just seems like a wasted paycheck. Cause that guy like does very little. He just follows him around. He's basically his Smithers. <laughs> He's basically just there so that John Hurt isn't talking to himself. Right. That's exactly times. right. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Um, Herc laughs at the track and field team. He then throws a discus and it shatters against the gate. Uh, the coach sees it and then asks if he can throw anything else. Herc says he's the... Which, by the way, physics-wise, makes no sense. <laughs> it's true. Like, if anything, it would go through right, the... the right, uh, right. Because it's like a fence, like a... Um, what do you call those metal, uh, yeah, like, gate, cross-hatch like fences? Gate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> apparently uh, our director here, Muhammad, doesn't believe in science. Um, so... Apparently not. Yeah, so Herc says he's the... Well, he doesn't believe in good directing no. either. Herc says he's the best, a true Olympian, and then he's told to um, throw a javelin against this guy named Ramon, who for no reason is a jerk. I guess he wanted to be a, they wanted to show that he was a jerk at first, and then at the end, I think they kind of uh, shake hands. Then, yeah, 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 then he yeah. throws a, a shock put and also does a good job there, and then a baseball. But as he's saying this, like he throws a javelin, he goes, that's one. Then he throws the shot put. He goes, that's two. And what was the last thing that he threw? The uh, javelin or the shot put? Um, yeah, it was like a javelin, shot put, and discus. Yeah. And each time after he throws one, he goes, that's one, that's two. So he's using his three times to use his super magic power on this. But we already know his regular strength is way higher than everybody else's. So why even use it on this? Is he a fucking moron? Yeah, where, like, what is yeah, happening? Like, not only is he not using it in like a, you know, a game like sort of like setting where the stakes actually matter. And not only is he not using it to impress like a woman or a girl or whatever, because like earlier when they were walking the hallway, I mean, I mean Steve, he, he maybe he just has, a, he's not interested in girls yet. Maybe he's but just, they, like, they're teasing young. a possible relationship between him and that Hispanic girl from the oh, beginning. Oh, that's right. That's right. Cause yeah, yeah. Like they do that funny. So when he meets uh, the girls that XX was, AKA Nick Hogan was uh, yep. bullying. Yeah. They like do a close up on them, like looking at each other, and they, they literally put like a twinkle in her yeah, eye. Like... <laughs> and then the ding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, it was so what? lame, super lame. Um, so yeah, so basically, he's only trying to impress John Hurd, the coach, just to impress him, and so he uses up the three times he could possibly use his, I guess, you know, Herculean uh, power or whatever. Completely pointless. Um, yeah, yeah, and then. Let's see, where do we go from here? So he uses up all of his power. And then there's a dolly shot over some teachers uh, packing up. And we see Curtis's mom, Dana. She talks to uh, Dean Reynolds. His first name is actually Kevin, if anyone cares. Uh, and uh, about Hercules, she asked the, um, the, him to go to dinner, and he turns her down for some reason. Right, he turns down. <laughs> she's way out of his down Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like she's smart, intelligent. Uh -huh. She's shown to like have a good attitude. Mm. Like, uh, she seems like she's like pretty funny. Mm. You know, like like laid back. What are you doing? And it's Robin Givens, who you know, very attractive yes. woman. Like, what are you doing, bro? And he's such a curmudgeon. He's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. I don't know. 
I don't. Uh, I, I've got to close the school over here. Like, <laughs> like, like he initially played the character with this weird. I don't even know how to describe it, like this weird cadence. Yeah. Like he tried to like uh like give him, he tried to like give him some character. I feel like this was like the first scene that he actually shot, right. and then he gave up for the rest. Yeah, of it was very like he kind of doesn't do that again. Yeah, very sort of stick in the mud kind of curmudgeon-y kind of guy at the beginning here. Uh, and then we're at uh, it's Curtis's house, and it's nighttime, and Dean Reynolds shows up anyway. For some, like, why even have him turn it down right. if he's just going to show up anyway? I mean, and the narrator says, which the narrator, by the way, is Elliot Gould, Socrates. He also narrates the opening. And dude, the opening narration with Elliot Gould because he's so good, mm. he's so good. And I was like, oh, is this actually going to be like a decent movie? <laughs> They just no, it's they not. just use that narration <laughs> to cover up all their like or to try to cover up all the plot holes and to reinforce the plot and uh, yeah. and all the stuff they didn't have the money to but, shoot they just talk about it via narration. Yeah, but he does say you know basically like hey even though he was was going to be busy with the preparations for closing the school he showed up to dinner anyway no explanation just he showed up anyway yeah yeah it's so okay so stupid i mean he didn't even have a reason to turn her down like it just i i have a theory i have a theory okay judd nelson's character he was always always going to go to this dinner uh-huh. but he told her no because he uh is one of those guys that's like follows that um <laughs> the artist you know the, the that flirting master guy <laughs> mystery who had that VH1 show, and he's like, you 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 gotta neg them first, you know, which is like a thing where you like insult or like make right. the woman feel bad, and then like when you do compliment or make them do something right, they're like, oh wow, why? This is not a thing that actually works, by the why way. Why would I want to go to dinner with you, fatty? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like in perfect shape, you know, she's like very yeah, athletic. Yeah, yeah, it's like. Uh... Yeah. Why would I want to go to dinner with someone with a perfectly symmetrical face and clear skin? Right. Why? <laughs> Sorry, I don't. <laughs> I like, I... Sorry, I'm not interested in beautiful, funny, successful women. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so they're at dinner. Uh, they say, uh, they ask Herc a bunch more questions, and he, of course, is answering truthfully. Then Dean says he'll have to talk to child services. And, um, and then, um, of course, like Curtis, like, you know, freaks out. He's like, don't call them. They're going to take him away. Uh, Herc gets upset and then he picks up Dean Reynolds in the chair and throws him into Curtis's pool. Uh, well, not quite. He picks him up and he's holding him for a long time. And he, he like you said, picks him up. Dean Reynolds is sitting in the chair. And awkward. He's holding him mm-hmm. up, holds him up for fucking ever. Because uh, this is like little Hercules, I guess, trying to prove. Because they don't believe him, right, right? That he's like little Hercules, and he's like t- t- telling all these stories. This is when he says that his mom tried to kill him. I think, right? Um, that Hera had tried to kill him when he was a baby, and he said something like, "But I survived." <laughs> he That's killed the snake. Dark and weird. Yeah. 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 Uh, but anyways, so yeah, and then like Zeus and Hera are watching this from. And by the way, Zeus and Hera just watched little Hercules talk about how she tried to kill him. <laughs> When he was a baby. And and they just like let that slide. They're like, whatever. It was a rough world back then. You know, uh, you know, it's what you do, baby. Uh, Anyways, so then somehow Hera convinces uh, Zeus to like take away his regular strength, Mm -hmm. which is still stronger than uh, like human strength. So basically just make him like as strong as a regular 12 year old kid. Mm. And. Zeus agrees because he's a moron. Uh, 
And that's when he has to throw him in the pool. He kind of has to let go of him because he lo- loses his strength and can no longer hold up Judd Nelson, the person, Judd Nelson, the actor, and Judd Nelson, and the weight of Judd Nelson's powerful performance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He seemed really angry that he was in that pool. Yeah, like they show him like swimming up, but he seems legit. Oh, and this was, and this, like, he's not that good. Of an then actor. when he gets up, um, He's like, uh, Curtis is like, oh, please don't. He's like, oh, please don't fail me. And then um, Dean Reynolds is like, whatever class you're taking, you're f- you failed. <laughs> like, which is so weird. Yeah. By the way, I'm going to try to fuck your mom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just randomly <laughs> fail someone because their friend threw you in a pool. Like, it doesn't really make. School's closing, baby. He can do whatever he uh, wants. He's on a power uh, trip. Apparently. Um, yeah. yeah. So, Okay. Um, in Curtis's bedroom, he tells her to relax and play with Power Rangers because that's what he does. Um, and then I was like, what year is this? Because I, well, it's, it's even weirder than that because like Hercules is like upset that he's lost his strength, Mm. which I guess makes sense. And then Curtis is like, oh, well, you know, you need to relax. You're taking things too seriously. Basically he's treating little Hercules' issue of losing his magical strength as of though he has erectile dysfunction. and But it's all in his head, this erectile dysfunction. Right. It's not the kind that's actually physical, it's <laughs> mental. And he's like, hey man, you just gotta relax. You're just like getting yourself too worked up. This is what I do when I have ED. Have you heard of Power Rangers? And he's like, I just play with these. I guess they just didn't have Blue Chew back then. Um, yeah, but, but the way he says it is weird because he's like, whenever I'm down and sad, like a uh, clinically depressed i play with power rangers right well i think that might work for some people uh, a friend of mine who occasionally listens but uh yeah that, this is a cut it for me oh there's nothing wrong with playing with power rangers it was just the way they framed right, it right. that i thought was really Ultra weird. force action figures for this guy <laughs> but uh, uh <laughs> so yeah they cut to curtis's mom reading a book on greek mythology um then Dean Reynolds is told a new, uh, we're at the school now. Dean Reynolds is told a new temp teacher is here to meet him. And surprise, surprise, it's Big Show, a.k.a. Mardoke, um, posing, as mi- posing, posing as Mr. Potter. Um, he shakes his hand and then laughs like in the most evil possible way. Like, can you imagine hiring anyone yeah. for a job if they showed up just laughing the way Big Show was? Uh Right, right. And it's weird because Big Show comes in and I I don't know, Steve, you know, you're you're more of an actor than I am, obviously. So maybe you can help uh break this down for me. <laughs> so he comes in and he's somehow both charming, which I think he's supposed to be kind of charming, uh, the big show when he comes in, and still evil. Right. And I gotta admit, I felt like he managed to like straddle that line, uh, straddle the fence, right, yeah. and be he's, both evil and charming. Yeah, he's playing, uh, I guess, sort of a trickster kind of character. It was just the uh, the laughing was a little much, I'd say. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, overall, yeah. He, I, he's like, and I'll be here to teach as long as you need right. me. Right. I think <laughs> someone else would have uh, been able to, you know, pull it off and maybe be a little bit more reserved. But uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, Big Show's wearing a hairpiece, right? Uh, he's wearing a hairpiece, mm-hmm. right? Because his hair wasn't that thick in 2009, right? It was already like kind of yeah. losing it from what I remember. Yep, so, I believe yeah. you are correct. So now we're back at the track and field. Um, and then Mr. Potter, a.k.a. Marduk, uh, says he's going to help with the track team. Mr. Potter starts training the team by yelling at them. And then um, uh, head coach 
is uh, then testing uh, Herc's long jump. Um, he tries, but then Hera makes him fall by going like this for some reason. Yeah, she makes a popping sound by putting her finger in her mouth. Yeah, so and, yeah, Herc... Yeah, doing that thing to make a pop sound for our non-visual listeners. Right. <laughs> so Herc tries over and over but he uh, to jump, but he keeps failing. Uh, then the coach and Curtis make unfunny remarks each time as he fails. Uh, they're just like, oh, you'll, you'll get it next time, man. Oh, it, you know, power through, you know, all yeah. that sort of thing. And like one time, one time, like the bar where you're supposed to jump, uh, you, you know, for high jump, you need to jump before like you get to the bar, mm-hmm. the white bar. Mm-hmm. One time it just disappears. <laughs> wow. I, I didn't even notice that. The thin air. I believe. I it. think the first time that's what happens. And then, but he like trips. Uh, anyways, he keeps tripping somehow, but and and they make these awful jokes they're like he falls. maybe he's just having a bad day right then falls again maybe he's having a bad week and then someone's like next time maybe it's a bad millennium yeah i sure hope that was bad improv and not actually written into the script um but uh either way i don't know i, I think that i think that was written into the script somebody was like and i assume there's like more takes for like the month the year <laughs> uh the decade <laughs> the, the bicentennial like <laughs> Well, it was <laughs> they were just like all right. The editor was like, "All right, this runtime's getting out of control." It's uh, sad either way. So then we get the most awkward meeting ever. Hera meets Marduk in a gas station, uh, and not outside by the pumps, like inside with the candy. Uh, what was the name of the gas station? The convenience oh, store. Oh shoot, I didn't write it down. So they show the sign for the. It's like a convenience store. They show the sign for it. It's called the Myth O Mart, ah. and it's using kind of like Greek lettering for the font. Yeah, pretty yeah. clever. <laughs> oh, uh, or not. Uh, so they're. It's discovered that they're sort of working together. Um, Hera wants to make sure that um, Herc stays trapped on Earth, and uh, basically they're trying to tell the audience what Marduk's plan is here. And right. he says he's Hera's like, hey, I don't understand what your plan is here. And the audience uh, is like, by the way, Steve. Yeah, neither do we. <laughs> did you? So I think we should talk about the special effects here. Okay. The clerk approaches uh, Hera mm-hmm. and uh, Marduk talking. And Marduk, by the way, he like came to Earth wearing Earth clothes. He's wearing like a leather jacket, mm-hmm. regular pants. Everybody else that shows up to Earth wears, like, their Greek uh, Party City costume, you know. Right. But uh, anyway, so Hera's there in her Greek Party City costume, and uh, the clerk walks up to her mm-hmm. and says, like, oh, what is this, uh, Halloween costume? <laughs> Again, and then she, like, no one would care in real life. No one would care. Well, two things here. First of all, want to take one guess who that clerk is played by. Oh, wait. I saw who it was. Is it? Uh, it is one brother Brutus. No, it's the director of the movie. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, I saw that on the IMDb. Yeah, yeah, Muhammad. And he is by far the worst actor. Oh yeah, he has. He was the worst. He's just like three words, mm-hmm. and somehow they're delivered like I don't know, man. Like, like he just learned how to speak, and I don't mean he doesn't have an accent or anything. So I don't mean that. I just mean like. They're delivered with the conviction of someone who doesn't know if sounds are going to come out of their mouth. Like, yeah. It's so well, fucking weird. I'm pretty sure that English isn't his first language, which is why the. Pro- I think it is. Like, I, he didn't have like an accent, as far as I could tell. Well, then he's just a but, terrible uh, actor. Then. No, he definitely is. Yeah. But anyways, uh, Hera is annoyed, freezes him, and by freeze him, I mean they do like this like blue <laughs> layer in After Effects. This is how you would do it. 
you've got your video <laughs> file, uh-huh. and then you make a layer, make it blue, and then you add a little emboss effect, and you turn it all the fucking way up. Yeah. And uh, then they did like an awful job rotoscoping um, Big Show and Hera, like or Marduk and Hera, like while they're talking. And boy, does it look terrible. Yes, and the best part is that isn't this isn't the first time they're going to use this effect, or the only time. It comes back right, later. Right. They're like, it was so good. We we gotta we gotta save these settings. Right. Save it as a preset. We're gonna need this again. <laughs> so yeah, Marduk says he's trying to force Herc to use the sword prematurely, thus making sure he's stranded uh, in Burbank, not Earth, Burbank. Burbank. Uh, Hera then frees again. What's what, prematurely? All this. Or, does this like is this movie an analogy for erectile dysfunction? <laughs> Uh, we'll have to ask uh, Mr. Boris, who wrote it. I mean, I'd imagine he was probably at that age when he was writing it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, he freezes the attendant with the lamest-looking ice you've ever seen. Uh, then um, now we're back at the track and field. Coach, uh, head coach, asks Herc, what's got him down? Coach says strength is about hard work and sweat, knowing what you want. He also says it's in pill form or powdered form. And then, yeah. <laughs> But they don't let you use that anymore. <laughs> yeah, he says sometimes sometimes strength comes from pills or powder. And then he goes, but but that's illegal. I laughed so hard when he said that. And then what would have been really great is if he looked over at Double X and was just like, hey, ask your dad. He probably knows a little about that. Um, yeah, yeah. That would yeah. probably been a little too meta, though. Um, Honestly, I wish this movie had more of John Hurd's uh you know portrayal of this kind of semi unhinged coach yeah. he means well you know but man he's seen some things and sometimes it just comes out he was know? so good he deserves his own movie for sure uh yeah so yeah i laughed real hard at that then herc and curtis go to the school dance where brooke hogan is performing uh curtis is dressed like tubs from miami vice uh, which I imagine, uh, like that's where like Muhammad's um, like sort of knowledge of American pop culture stops. Um, he's like, oh, I dress you like Tub from Miami Vice. And again, I am not convinced that Muhammad's not an American. I think he might be American. We'll try to find out. Yeah. So her. I think he's just an idiot. Or <laughs> <laughs> just a bad filmmaker. Um, Kirk yeah. tries to dance, but of course he sucks. Then the Hispanic girl from before asks Herc to dance. Herc and Curtis, of course, are brought up on stage and they have like a little dance off and he wins over the crowd this way. Um, Now we're back with the head coach and uh, is talking to the other coach. And then they go, this is a real, this scene needed to be deleted. There's no reason for it to be there. They just go visit the cheerleaders for some reason. And they're like, rah, rah. And then that's it. They just, they're like trying to show that they don't have very many cheerleaders. Do you know what scene I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I don't really, I didn't really get it either. Like, I, it was so weird. From the dance, once the dance scene starts, like from there over to like the next three or four scenes, like nothing really makes sense. Like, I think it's like the most poorly directed parts of the movie. And that is saying something (laughs) because. Absolutely. We haven't really talked about it, man, but there's like awkward camera angles. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm glad you brought that up. The cinematography for this film is absolutely atrocious. Uh, and that's what, yeah. I mean, and aside from the bad special effects, that's the second really big shortcoming. I mean, because the script is at least like such a mess that it's actually kind of fun. 
but right. you can't get like the cinematography is bad, just sort of flat camera angles, just two shots. Uh, there was one time I feel like they had a dolly for the day that they used once and then never used again. Um, but yeah, overall, yeah. just really, really bland cinematography overall. It reminded me of um, Santa with Muscles, actually, um, just in the way that the... Cin- no, that was way more competent than this. Well, I mean, just in the way that the cinematography was uh, lacking. Um, but yeah, you're right. That is a more competent movie than this, but... Uh, Anyway, so Dana types away on a computer, still looking up Greek mythology. Then she goes into Curtis's room and finds Herc's sword just laying around. It's not hidden or anything. It's just laying around. Uh, Then Dean Reynolds walks into his empty classroom, and there's, like, sad music playing. He's, We're supposed to feel bad for him that he doesn't have a class anymore. He's got no class. Hey. Uh, Then Dana enters and hands him the book on Greek mythology. Uh, Dana says she's been asking around and can't find anyone who knows who Little Herc is. Then uh, Dana starts saying that she starts to believe that Little Herc isn't actually Hercules. But of course, Reynolds doesn't. Um, And uh, she's like laying down all these other sort of facts, like saying that what Little Herc says has sort of corresponded to her research. And then (laughs) Reynolds doesn't believe her because he's he doesn't trust women. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or who knows uh but at the very end he does say i'd like to take a look at that sword um so now we're back in the locker room uh nick hogan aka double x uh and his gang enter x punches curtis and little herc um and uh and then there's a I wrote down, stay away from my private tutor like th- that's something that nick hogan says that I think that doesn't make any sense, uh, which is... I think he's, like, talking about, like, little Hercules flirting with the Spanish girl that he was bullying. Oh. Who's, like, I, see, yeah. it's so yeah. hard. Like, she's so much younger than him. How is she tutoring him? He must be really dumb. <laughs> yeah. And also, he's, like, legally almost an adult, mm-hmm. if not already. So, like, she looks like she's, like, 12. Like, what is going on here? I know. It's so confusing. Um so then um, Zeus shows up um, and frees. All right, so X and his gang leave after they do their little beat down. Um, also, is this the scene? Because I, I feel like I kind of missed it where X says that he and his gang are now on the other team. Is that, does that happen here or is that like later? I think that's a little later. And it doesn't even make sense how they're even on that other team. I don't even... How can you just jump teams in the middle of a semester? Because it's not just jumping teams. It's like changing schools. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. So anyway, yeah, they leave. And then Zeus shows up. He uses the same bad freezing effect from before to freeze Curtis. Zeus tries to convince Herc to return, but he says he... But Herc is all like, oh, but I swore to coach I'd play those games. Oh, here's another thing I, I meant to ask you, because uh, I'm not sure. Little Herc is dubbed, right? He's dubbed by someone else, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. He's de- There's definitely like dubbing of the lines. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's like recording them himself. Um, but you can tell very, very, it's very obvious in some scenes that like his audio has been dubbed oh, yeah. over. I don't know if it's because like he maybe delivered the lines poorly, <laughs> uh, 
But I think it's him doing his own dubbing because the dubs are so poor mm. in their performance that I think it's him. <laughs> because if you were going to have somebody, because, I mean, we joke about how, like, you know, they ran out of money for this mm. or that or whatever, but there's still, like, some money behind this movie. I mean, sure. I, I get that, like, this is not Robin Givens, Judd Nelson, and Elliot Gould maybe at their peaks, but or John Hurd, but that's still, like, a lot of people that are going to command a decent salary. Right. So there must have been some money. Well, I mean, it's clear the uh, money went to them and not for the cinematography. Uh, yeah, I also forgot to mention, it's like, there's a couple of scenes where I'm just like, Jesus, buy a light. I mean, <laughs> like some of them are just really yeah. poorly lit. Just, again, really flat, really just ugly looking overall. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah he, uh, Herc says, no, he promised the coach he would... Uh, you know, play in the, the games or whatever. It's like, at this point, why does John Hurd, a.k.a. head coach, even want Hercules since he's, like, been a failure lately? It's like, it's almost as if... I, I don't know. It's almost as if John Hurd is more into, like, his uh, drugs. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's like, ah, oh, just do whatever you want. I'm going to be over here with my special powder. Uh, so now we're at uh, <laughs> Gary's Bar and Grill. Dana brings a sword to a family restaurant like it's another, like it's nothing, and places yeah. it right yeah. on the table yeah. in front of Dean Reynolds. Uh, and Dean looks at the sword and he's like, "Oh, look at that! It really is Greek writing." Then uh, Dana says he has to hold the sword and repeat the words three times to become a permanent resident of Mount Olympus. Like. This is all stuff that should have been laid out at the beginning, I think, to be a little bit more clear. And like, but they don't even, at the same time, I feel like they don't even really need it. All you really need is the bet between Zeus and Mordok. Or yeah, all this other name. superfluous stuff is like, you've already like have enough of, uh, you know, peril or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you don't need to add yeah. all this other stuff. It stakes, thank you. Um, it really kind of like dilutes the stakes. It just makes things I mean, more complicated than it has to be. I mean, and the this stakes is like a, already weren't great, right? right? And this is already—I mean, this is just supposed to be a family film. I mean, it doesn't—you know—obviously they're not swinging towards the Academy with this one. I mean, there's no need to throw in all this extra stuff. Uh, it almost feels like someone else like had one idea, and then someone else had another idea, and then as we said before, they just said yes to all of it. I and, you know, Hulk Hogan likes to have that creative control, so yeah. I wonder how much uh, he's sprinkled in. Uh, just a regular bet. That doesn't work for me, brother. It doesn't work for me, brother. <laughs> so, Dean, no, this is one of my favorite parts. Dean says he has to verify the authenticity of the sword. He's got a friend who does carbon dating, but is not. As we all, we all do. Of course, of course. Yeah, hell, uh, don't, don't you do carbon dating? Aren't you my carbon dating oh, guy? In my spare time, you know, <laughs> yeah, I like to do some hobby carbon dating. Right. But his number is in his phone, and his phone is in the car, which is the clunkiest excuse. This is just an excuse for Dean to, for some reason, take the sword and to walk outside. Uh, so Dean says, uh, Curtis and Herc are, and, which is unnecessary. Cause they could have just said, let's go take the sword to my carbon dating hobbyist. Right. Friend. Right. And as they're walking out, they run into Mardok, but before they leave, uh, like they're, um, Dean says that Curtis and Herc are both good boys. And Dana says, well, then protect them. And then Dean says, from what? And then Dana responds, I don't know. 
fucked up. And she delivered it with such like conviction, like uh, like a real actor. And it's just so bad. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, just protect them from what? Like it's so bizarre. I don't know. What do you think was going oh, on? Oh, I think there? we're losing the stream here. I don't know, but I gotta give like I legit laughed out loud when this happened. Um, and yeah, like Robin Curtis, boy, she is. I mean, I always thought she was a pretty good actress, mm -hmm. but man, she's even better than I thought because she delivered that line with conviction. She almost makes it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she, uh, yeah, she was given lemons and she's making lemonade out of it. Uh, yeah, because every time she's on yeah. screen, she makes this movie go up a few pegs. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. That... And in fact, the the the, the top. The top-rated review on IMDb for this movie basically talks about how, like, she's the saving grace of the movie. Mm -hmm. I mean, her and Elliot Gould, uh, for sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so they take the sword and they go outside. Um, and as they're going out, uh, they run into Mr. Potter. Um, he asks for the sword, and Dean Reynolds says, No, I'm not going to, like, with just the least amount of conviction, he's like, No, I'm not going to do that. And then Potter knocks him away with a fireball. Zeus then shows up, and he and Marduk have a fight. <laughs> There's some awful CGI all around. There's a lot of uh, fake CGI Hadoukens. Um, and then somehow they yeah. fight their way all the way all the way to CGI Babylon. I mean, which looks like a Sierra game. Yeah. It's terrible. It this is the worst CGI in the film, yeah. I would say. And there's a, uh, there's a scene where... Zeus says, uh, no more are we going to use, like, shield and knife for magic. Today we use new weapons, referring to his fists. Like, yeah. haven't you always had those hands there, Zeus? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like uh, Marduk is like, what new weapons? And like, he's like, these fists, you know? And it's like, I basically, I guess this was an excuse for them to, you know, have, like, a wrestling type more of a wrestling type match thing you know they kind of like yeah they sort of do grapple that. i guess um yeah. so um they stop fighting and um they say they have to wait till the end of the wager to decide their fates so basically the whole fight was pointless it was just there to have some yeah that's basically they both say yeah this is pointless neither of us can win because the the bet we made is what's going right. to decide everything anyway. so zeus appears before dean reynolds and dana and asks for the sword. Dean says he can't have it. He very uh, calmly, with as little emotion as possible, says he can't have it. That they must let uh, little Herc decide, um, you know, what he wants to do. Um, so Zook says he has great courage, and to make sure Herc returns when the contest is done. Um, we then see shots of the school in the morning. They're basically getting ready for the big track meet. Um, they're setting up. Oh, but, but, but wait a minute. When Zeus is asking for the sword back from Judd Nelson's mm -hmm. character, he asks for it back. Judd Nelson's like, no. But then Zeus just makes it teleport or, like, uh, uses telekinesis to, like, make the sword, like, go into his sheath right. anyway. So he never even needed to, like, really ask yes. him for it. But, yeah, but then he says you have great Yeah, since when did, like, gods have to ask mortals for anything? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess... 
Just being polite. Yeah, I mean, I was saying that maybe since he showed the courage, he was like, oh, I see your game. You care about my son as much as I do, so I'll let you pass this time. Like, that's basically what I got from that scene. Uh, So, yeah, they show a bunch of kids, like, warming up. Uh, They have, like, a commentator in, like, their radio booth um, announcing the games, and for some reason he's British, (laughs) just for no reason, Um, even though we're in Burbank. Um, So then they uh, introduce some DJ uh, who doesn't speak English. Dude, I knew who this guy was, El Uh Cucuy. El Cucuy is, like, a famous Spanish, like, DJ, like, radio so random. And like, so like he's syndicated, like, you know, like Stern was, or is, I don't know what his deal is now, but yeah, like he's like a huge deal or was uh, in Spanish countries. I don't know why he was doing here, but even when I was a kid in Puerto Rico, I knew who El Cucuy was. So like, I was, I was like, what the fuck is El Cucuy doing here? So you think he's doing them a favor by showing up in this movie? No one's doing anyone (laughs) a favor. Everyone's doing each other a disfavor. Basically what I think is everybody here wanted to get everyone back for something. <laughs> and that's how everybody ended It's a it revenge movie. movie. I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone got revenge on each other for something. At the All end right. So Double X um, and Herc are going to shake hands, but Double uh, X leaves them hanging. At this point, again, we talked about it earlier, Double um, X and his gang are on are now playing for a different team, a different school somehow. So Herc has to go up against yeah. him. Uh, now the coach gives Herc a pep talk. Herc tries the long jump and does an okay job, but still, <laughs> you just can't beat that Nick Hogan. He's just too athletic. Just in his jeans, baby. Right. Uh, he's also like six years older than, than Nick Hogan. <laughs> he's also, also a fully grown person. man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a murderer. He's a he's a murderer. Yes. You know? <laughs> he's that too. So Curtis says a bunch. Also says a bunch of positive things um, to Little Herc to the point where he almost sounds uh, delusional. Um, and then Hera appears on top of the commentator's booth, waving the sword uh, at Herc, and like kind of doing a dance. Yeah, to point we, to it to try and make him come. Man, to she just yeah, weird. She made some weird made choices. Absolutely. So Herc then just leaves the uh, in the middle of the event, goes to talk to Hera, and she offers him the sword, which we just assume he always had, um, you know, the ability to take it whenever he wants. Um, but I guess now right. that mom tells him to, he's about to take it and he's about to say the magic words, you know, thunder, thunder, thundercats. Uh, but then uh, Dana shows <laughs> up and stops him. Hera knocks her away like a fly. And then Herc raises the sword and says the words anyway. Um, then vo- the voice of Zeus is heard asking Herc if he wants to be mortal or immortal. And he chooses to be mortal. Um, then the narrate. Dumb. Yeah, it makes no, no sense. Because wouldn't he eventually be able to just go to Earth whenever he wants anyway? I know. Like I know. Right. <laughs> Tell me about it. Then uh, the narrator says he returned to the games and won a few events that they didn't feel like filming. Uh, the last event <laughs> is archery, and uh, he wins. And then it looks like that uh, the, um, his team, his school, is going to win. Then out of nowhere... Uh, oh, and I, I guess I messed out, or missed out on an important plot point. When the British announcer is announcing the schools, 
he says there's a third school who didn't show up. And I remember hearing that and I was like, hmm, that's an odd thing. Why would they even mention that? And the reason why is because Big Show, a.k.a. Marduk, shows up with uh, Kintaro, not from Mortal Kombat. I guess he's a god of Babylon. Again, like uh, this uh, Asian kid. And um, he's like, oh, we're the third school. We're going to show up. And he basically does the Jedi mind trick. He's like, oh, we're going to. We're going to challenge Herc to a one-on-one, and you're going to allow it. And, like, the uh, official is like, I'm going to allow it. Um, so uh, Herc goes back to the locker room where Hera is waiting. Then Zeus shows up and asks if Herc is prepared to live a short life as a mortal. And then Zeus asks why. And Herc says, because his friends are here. Aw. And then Zeus gives him his blessing. Herc then walks into a, the basketball court where Marduk is dribbling a basketball, and for some reason he's trying to stop him from competing. Like this doesn't make any sense. Like you already have your ringer, yeah. the Kintaro guy. Like just allow little Herc to compete, and this Kintaro guy is supposedly gonna beat him. Like it's just throwing in another sort of um, obstacle for absolute no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And then this is probably some of the most um, awkward looking special effects in the movie. Herc picks up the big show in the most shaky, like horrible way possible. Yeah. And like throws him uh, like against the. So how does he have his strength? Well, cause back? I guess he lifted up the sword and then, um, and then, but if he used the sword, like it was gonna make him lose. Like I don't know. It's very, it's very confusing. Con- like these rules. Very convoluted. Um, they play very fast mm-hmm. and loose with the rules. It's whatever. It, it, it's whatever that scene in Needs. particular yeah, requires. Yeah. Not even like the movie's overall plot. Just like okay, this is how this works for this. And scene. then this is where the movie uh, really peters out. Uh, at least for me. This. I mean. <laughs> I mean, it always had like a certain, I would feel like it had a certain energy and I would definitely laugh here and there at just sort of the incompetence Mm -hmm. and train wreck of it all. But here it's obvious they were trying to save some money um, because Kintaro and Herc, they don't do boxing, they don't do wrestling or anything that would really be sort of like personal or look interesting to be filmed. They race. And they film it in the most boring way possible. Uh, And it's just basically them running around a track. And it's so boring. And then Herc's power kicks in. And he completely blows away Kentaro. Zeus says, uh, his son may live as a mortal, but as the strongest mortal the world has ever known. And that's when his power kicks in. Big surprise. Herc wins. And then... (laughs) Marduk just explodes out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, just, he explodes and shatters into. He goes, <laughs> and it was worth sitting through everything else just for that. Like it just. And then Kintaro is like cool as fuck. He's like, oh, good job, right. Hercules. Uh, we should do it again right, sometime. Right. He's like, oh, I think yeah. we will. So, like, I what? know. Wait, I feel, I feel like there should have been a scene, because the way these a lot of these movies go, you know typically is xx you know the nick mm-hmm. hogan bully character he's the one that ends up like saying hey you did a good job sorry for the way i treated right. you he's like hey don't worry about it. you know they usually have that like thing where the bully kind of has An a little bit of like yeah. growth right no no nick hogan's is still an asshole <laughs> racist car with his friend i'm gonna go murder another friend <laughs> 
Oh, uh, yeah, no, there's no arc for one double X. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, Herc's a- Good performance. Good performance by Nick Hogan. I, I actually think Nick Hogan should have maybe, get, like, stuck to acting, gotten an act. I, I think with, like, an acting coach in particular, like, he could have become, like, a pretty As long as he's actor. playing douchebags. Yeah. Uh, um, I mean, dude, he yeah. did a good job. I was, I was genuinely surprised by his performance. So uh, Herc says he's going to go back to Mount Olympus. Uh, Zeus then arrives, and Herc says he's ready to go home. But he'll be back. Uh, Dean Reynolds says he's going to take uh, Curtis's mom, a.k.a. Dana, out on a romantic dinner. But then all, all the kids are like, oh, no, we're going to come too. And he's like, oh, all right, I'm going to take you all out on a romantic dinner. <laughs> <laughs> which weird ending weird i mean and i, I kind of thought maybe they would kiss but they didn't and then i wrote uh she's out of your league dude uh, with three exclamation points because it's the truth and then um uh. zeus uh he's uh talking to her as they walk um to mount olympus and he says there's just one question i have to ask and herc's like what's that and he's like Who's your daddy? And then he punches at the camera, and then the end. Roll credits. Uh, yeah, what what an amazing yeah. ending. Uh, Ooh, let's roll. Oh, go way, ahead. Uh, I, I do want to point out, uh, I did read that Mohamed Kashiki, because I'm like, I didn't remember having an accent, and it did say in his biography that he spent his youth in Switzerland and the mm-hmm, UK. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, his English... Uh, should be decent. So just um, not his acting. <laughs> again, I, I well, his acting, his uh, acumen as a director maybe isn't the <laughs> best. That right. Um. So yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. Let's wrap this All up. All right. <laughs> you sound disgusted. All right. So uh, half god Velasquez. Do you think that a uh, little Hercules should be uh, cast into the fires of Hades or should it be thrown up onto Mount Olympus to be gazed at by us mortals for all of time? I am going to say remember it. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's stupid. It's shot like shit at times. Uh, but it, I mean, I was entertained uh, the whole time. It was fun. Uh, what do you? Oh, say? I'm gonna echo most of that statement. Yeah, if you can get past, at least the sound is good. <laughs> the sound yeah, is good. Yeah. The performances, like people are actually trying. Uh, they have na- name Some actors for the most part, and yeah, it's just a real. It's a real fun train wreck. This is definitely one of those movies you'll want to get together with uh, your friends if you have any. And mm-hmm. uh, some alcohol or whatever other kind of substances you like to indulge in, and maybe pills or powder. <laughs> as uh, John, coach. as John Heard says, John. yeah, I picture him right now just doing a bunch of cocaine. He's an '80s guy, so it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so yes, this one, yeah. uh, Little Hercules, shall be remembered. In accordance to obscurity, now the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be. Remember, yes, good show, good, good show. Did I tell you, Steve, that the guy that plays Kintaro was actually a contestant on Tough No, Enough? oh wow, that's a yeah. Back in two thousand, I'm still kind of sad was uh, there was no uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake cameo. 
<laughs> yeah, pretty surprised. Maybe they were on the yeah, outs or something. I don't know. It's like, who knows? I'm sur- actually, since this is at the height of um, the whole Hogan Knows Best Reality TV show, I'm surprised there's no Brian Knobs because he was always uh, on that show. Like, almost yeah, I never episode. really watched it too much. Um, but uh, hmm, that's <laughs> what a weird guy to have hanging around, Brian Knobs. <laughs> Good friends with, uh, with Hogan, right. man. But um, I, I will say that Nick Hogan, just to comment on his acting career, he did make two more movies mm-hmm. after this. He was in the 2010 film called Kill Katie Malone, um, which is like a horror uh-huh. film. It has a rating of 4.2 on IMDb out of 10, which you would think, wow, that's terrible. However, Steve, it is a 100% increase in rating from which Little is Hercules, one star. This previous one, which has yeah, 2.1. Yeah. No, it has 2.1, so it's literally doubled. So Nick's on the on the up and up. So his next movie, 2012's Mastermind, uh, it only got up to a 4.8, but this is this is an all-star cast. Nick's on the poster, so that's how you know it's good. <laughs> uh, the tagline is, his greed will destroy him. It stars Nick Hogan, Trey Chaney, and one Tila Tequila. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, one flat earther so, Tila Tequila. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Flat actress, too, in terms of her uh, acting whoa, ability as well. Whoa, take but, that, uh, Tila Tequila. Uh, anyways. All right. Uh, yeah, what a, what a yeah. journey. Oh, what that was journey. something else. Um, all right. Well, uh, before we wrap up here, I would uh, just like to remind everybody that my comic book, Escape to Earth, is available for purchase. Uh, we've got a big cartel store, um, which is always weird to say, but that's just the name of the website that it's on uh, for Reptilian Media. And I have an updated promo um, to tell you all about it. Here it is. I'm having a weird, weird day. The name's Adam. Where I'm from, I'm known as the Zero Thief. Depending on who you ask, some might say I'm the best thief. But believe it or not, even the best screws up every once in a while. And that's what I did, and I had to make a fast getaway. I ended up crash landing on this bizarre planet. Turns out, I didn't get away fast enough. These winged freaks followed me here. It's just us here, Zero Thief, on this empty backwards planet. So start talking, either to me or my way. Okay, okay, I do have something to tell you. It's about the planet. It's not that empty. Come on, man. I thought you were going to die. Come loose. Cut me loose. Behind you. Whoa. Thought I was done for. It was going to be a light snack for a snarling creature. But then she showed up, riding on the back of one of those monsters like it was nothing. And with a wave of her hand, the other razor-toothed beast just stomped away. I'd never seen anyone like her before in my life. I thought I'd say something clever. Thanks, uh, have you seen my ship? She gave me a look that said more than words ever could, because I think she was trying to read my mind or something. And from there, things just got even weirder. Escape to her. 36 pages of insane dinosaur action. Issue 1, available now at reptilianmedia.bigcartel.com. Featuring a variant cover by Sean Forney. Act now while supplies last. All right, 
there you have it. Well, uh, that's going to do it for our show today. Anything else to add, Yael, before we sign off here? What more can be said? Uh, you can watch the movie, uh, Little Hercules in 3D, on uh, YouTube. Just search for it. It's so good that the copyright holders have done nothing to prevent it from being uh, pirated or viewed illegally. As I say sometimes when we find these films on YouTube available, it's like they're too embarrassed to claim ownership. <laughs> Yeah, true that. Uh, but it's a good time. You should definitely uh, check it out. And we will yeah. see you uh, next week. Uh, well, well, Steve, where can we be checked out? Uh, we can be checked out on uh, YouTube um, at the um, uh, Reptilian Media YouTube page, uh, Twitch, um, TikTok, as we said earlier. Uh, and, of course, anywhere you get podcasts if you're a multitasker and um, don't like to be tethered to YouTube. Yeah, um, you can get updates at, uh, at Reptilian Media on uh, Twitter as well as on TikTok. You can find us at Reptilian Media where Steve lovingly uh, crafts uh, clips from the show, but he also inserts um, footage from the movies and TV shows and things like that that we cover that we yeah. can't show on YouTube or Twitch. So you get more context and, uh, and you know, maybe you can get into an argument with somebody in the comments. <laughs> That's, That's never really to, right? happened. Like, not yet, but it could. <laughs> But we would love for you to make an enemy uh, out of a stranger on the internet. In Absolutely. And I think you covered it all except for Instagram. That's the last one. Um, and, oh, oh, yeah. And Instagram. sadly, I've even started posting uh, the TikToks on um, Pinterest as well. Pinterest is still a thing. Can you believe it? Wow. I was not aware. But, uh, well, Steve, uh, I hope everyone, uh, you know, stick, you follows us on all those platforms and services and also my new tripod page i'm setting up for us uh <laughs> Wait, City periscope space. and myspace check us out on myspace all yeah. right and don't forget to uh send out a video about us on Tout. what is that i've never uh, even heard that one wwe's that was like their like micro video oh service my God, remember tout no. t-o-u-t like oh my god they would promote it non-stop on raw but they like had bought like an interest and in it. it was kind of like vine mm. But, uh, yeah, tout video was a thing for a very brief period of time. Oh, I forgot to talk about how, um, well, I guess we could throw it in here real quick. Have you seen that Quantum Leap trailer for the new Quantum Leap? No, I just found out that there's going to be a new It looks abysmal. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll have to wait and see how, how it is, man. Oh, you it looks know. pretty uh, bad. But, uh, yeah, uh, stay tuned for more obscure media and updates on Quantum Leap. Uh, we'll be... Yeah, we'll probably end up covering Quantum Leap if, uh, when the show That's launches, That's actually a I good guess. idea. Um, but, uh, yeah. All right, we'll see you next Sunday as we continue to discuss even more Obscure Media only on Obscurity Now. See you next week. You've been enenjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.